Hi there, I'm talking to you. Yes, you. My name is Sherry, my pup's name is Sunny, and we're training to be an animal-assisted counseling team. You're listening to the Therapy Dog Talk podcast, the show that interviews past, present, and future therapy dog teams about how they're making an impact in their communities. Today we're talking with Chris, a music teacher in southern New Jersey, about his experience working and volunteering through bright and beautiful therapy dogs with his deaf pit bull mix Colt. We'll discuss how his school embraced Cole with open arms, why dogs with disabilities hold a special place in Chris's heart, and how the discrimination they have encountered has led to a movement of connecting with others while teaching acceptance. Before we hop in, if you're just getting started on your therapy dog journey and feeling a bit lost, I've put together a free guide for you, which you can find on my website at freeguide.therapydogtalk.com. Without further ado, meet Chris and Cole. Hi! Hi, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Good. Hi, Cole. Yeah, School's almost good. done for the year, right? Thursday, we have a half day, and then we're done until 2022. Okay, so, nice, nice. Super excited. Yeah, but <laughs> I know how excited it is to be from the student perspective. I imagine the teacher perspective. <laughs> Maybe yeah. more exciting, I'm not sure. Yeah, you need the recharge. And being a music teacher, it's Christmas concert season, so it's a bit insane. Oh, <laughs> for the last yeah. couple of weeks. That's probably your busiest time of the year, huh? <laughs> oh, without a doubt. Like this year our videos our, our concerts were videotaped. So I videotaped thirty different classrooms and each one of them had their own performance and I had to edit all the thirty videos and it was a lot, but it was worth it for the kids. Nice. So I sort of met you, not really. I watched you talk during the Dog Spotted Therapy Dog Talk event. But for everyone who doesn't know you, would you like to introduce yourself and Cole? Sure. My name is Chris Hanna, and this is Cole the Deaf Dog, as we call him. And we are a therapy dog team in southern New Jersey. I'm an elementary school music teacher, and Cole is with me in my building five days a week. Cole is just turned five. He's a five-year-old Pitbull mix that was born deaf. He looks very relaxed right now. It's a long day. He just got done buses and car riders. Mm. He goes out there with me and, you know, he loves his job though. He really does. I bet. How did you find out about therapy dog work? I honestly didn't know much about it. When I adopted Cole, I started telling my students about him. He was about four and a half, five months old. We don't exactly know. And when I came back to school the next day, after I'd met this little adorable puppy at the shelter, I started talking to them all about this little puppy that I decided I want to adopt. I showed them pictures and all of a sudden they started asking like a lot of very intriguing questions about special needs and about mm. particularly being deaf. A lot of my students have never been exposed to someone like that. They didn't really know much about it. And they started asking these really intriguing questions. So then the SPCA that I adopted him from comes into my school every year and does an assembly about shelter animals and stuff. And they asked if we would come in and speak. So I brought Cole in and my principals are like animal lovers. They're shelter dog owners themselves. They're just amazing. So I brought this little puppy in and the way that my students just magically parked up and like he was so famous to them already. And, he, you know, he had only been with me for a couple of weeks by that point. The day that I picked him up from the shelter, I brought him directly here because I had to leave work a little early to get to the shelter before they closed. And when I did, I walked into the front lobby after picking him up and my whole lobby was full of a giant group of teachers and all kinds of students. They were waiting to meet this little puppy. So. Aww. 
I started to notice like the days that I would have him come in, he had a really special way about the way he was around children. And Mm -hmm. he was so patient. He was so in tune to them and to their emotions that I just started researching therapy dogs and started to realize like, this is a path that I want to take for my students. And our journey kind of began from there and it's just exploded. It's been unbelievable. Yeah, it really speaks something about your own character that you had that much rapport that everyone was waiting there to meet your dog. I think that that's that's really special because that wouldn't always be the case. So it sounds like Cole really taught you about therapy dog work then. Yes, it sounds so cliche and it sounds so cheesy sometimes, but he honestly changed my world a whole lot of different levels. The reason I adopted a deaf dog is because at my time, my nephew was nine, my deaf nephew, and kids feel different a lot Mm -hmm. in this day and age. Teaching acceptance is not an easy thing to do because we live in a world of social media. Kids are more concerned about the number of likes that they get or the comment section and, Mm -hmm. you know, to teach tolerance and to teach empathy and to teach acceptance. And the way that he opened up my world to want to do this Mm -hmm. is the best part. We do a lot of therapy work. We volunteer upwards of about a thousand hours a year for the Uh last three and a half years as a therapy team. And that's between hospice, school, and veteran work that we do. So we are literally on the go all the time. You know, when Mm -hmm. we leave school tomorrow, it's straight to the veterans home. We meet with the 300 veterans there. And then on the weekends, a lot of times it's hospice therapy work that we do, you know, Mm -hmm. but it just opened up my world and it sounded so cliche, like I said, (laughs) but he really made me want to strive to be a better person just because of the way that I saw that people were not just students, but like adults and Mm -hmm. kids of all ages were just relating to this special ball of mush right here it's pajama day we are wearing matching pajamas i have my pity clothing company pajamas on too that's amazing i love that he participates in school themes we have school spirit all the time in our building okay i try to find a way for each of them for him like so if it's dress for success day he'll wear his tuxedo if it's orange (laughs) for unity day i have like orange and different color like tank top type shirts for him that he'll wear leash combinations you know because when we do it then more kids start participating in it and more staff even start participating in it so you know however we can encourage others it makes it all worth it It really does that's awesome what do you think cole's favorite part of being a therapy dog is meeting new people we travel pre-pandemic not as much since the pandemic and a lot of our work has been virtual as far as school assemblies go we travel to a lot of schools and even doing virtual assemblies during the pandemic and the confidence he has walking into a new building and it doesn't matter if it's a high school if it's an elementary school we've done college presentations he walks in with a confidence about him and just is so eager to meet so many people that is something that is very important for what it is that we particularly are doing. You know, a lot of the environments that we go into are crowded high school hallways when we're trying to go from one presentation to the next. And a lot of dogs are going to get very overwhelmed. It's noisy. It's chaos. And he kind of thrives in it. He does the opposite. So it's very advantageous for us. With his deafness and being born deaf, we use it to an advantage and we structure the things that we do to create an environment to help put him in for the most success that he can get with students. And it's funny because anytime we're in a community and we see somebody with a wheelchair, he has been since a puppy obsessed with anyone in a wheelchair. He has to go and sit at their feet and he does it every, no matter where we are, 
if it's an old person, if it's a young person, if they're in a wheelchair, he is sitting there literally at their feet with his head on their lap. So he's a special guy. He really is. And he has a big heart, it sounds like. He does. And it's so amazingly useful as a teacher because they see the heart of gold that this dog has. And, you know, we always laugh and say he has so many human qualities, but honestly he does. And kids take that and they turn that into something for themselves. Mm -hmm. So they'll take his message or his mission and that each one of them kind of twist it their own way to make it fit their own journey and their own things that they do. That's what's kind of setting us apart from just like, it's not just about therapy dog work for us. It's mm -hmm. kind of a movement. It's kind of a lifestyle change for our mission. So we're kind of just trying to take that therapy dog work and therapy dog work is such an amazingly useful tool, especially in school settings. And we're hoping that more and more schools could really jump on board. But when you have a dog that has special needs and the lessons that kids can learn from it and adults can learn from it, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, absolutely. I find that people are so much more responsive to those sometimes difficult messages when a cute dog is involved. It really does. Like I said, kids, adults, seniors, you know, I work with veterans that are 94, 95 and above at times. I've had hospice patients ranging from nine years old to 95 years old, and he breaks down barriers. It really is pretty awesome. That's wow. great. You want to get down? All right. <laughs> He's like, all right, dad, enough. It's been a long day. <laughs> you get to snuggle to everybody else. Daddy likes to snuggle too, you know. Well, do you have any advice for anyone who's looking to either work with their dog to be a therapy dog or to look for a dog to be a therapy dog? One, I would, I'm always going to advocate to do therapy work. It's honestly, it's worth the time and the effort that you're doing with it. The bond that Cole and I created together when we worked through the therapy dog training process really solidified everything that we do. And that's what makes, I feel like it makes us kind of stand out and a little bit special is the bond that we did create with each other and the trust and everything, but definitely like look into doing the therapy dog work. And then the people even that have therapy dog certs and are always kind of wondering, you know, it's more than just reading with your dogs. For our instance, it's walking into a room with, for instance, a 42-year-old hospice patient with stomach cancer that doesn't have very long to live. For us, Cole is that liaison. Cole is mm -hmm. the in-between. So when we are meeting with someone, Cole is there to kind of break the walls down, but then it's about your human relationships with the people that you're doing your therapy dog work with too. Yeah. So, you know, for us, we take it to an extreme, you know, Christmas day, we're going to be visiting like three facilities Christmas morning, and we follow up with the veterans home. We give 300 residents Christmas cards with Cole's picture on it. We do take it to an extreme because this is what we want to do. Even if you can volunteer once a month with your dog, do it because the rewards are unbelievable. But don't be afraid to use yourself, the human aspect of it, to your advantage too. Give that person that 10 minutes of your focused time and you'd be amazed of the feeling of warmth that you can receive from doing it. Yeah, I think that's so beautifully said. And did anything surprise you about your journey along the way? It's been a lot of overcoming adversities. Cole is my first pit bull. So when Cole and I first became a therapy dog team, it wasn't always easy. There were times when we weren't allowed into facilities because of his breed. Some pretty crazy, interesting stories. One of the biggest things is Cole's breed has actually been advantageous to us. It's part of our story. It's part of our mission. Mm -hmm. 
and also being a special needs dog, a dog mm-hmm. that was born without hearing, or there's so many amazing dogs out there that have a different kind of disability. And the lack of acceptance, even for therapy dogs that have special abilities, we face a lot of adversity with that too. And mm-hmm. then when we were blessed enough to have so much of our national media presence during the pandemic, but then we had anti-pitbull groups, like the stories that I could tell you would rattle your brain, Mm. emailing thousands of emails to my school district and to my therapy dog company and to the Rachel Ray show, which was amazing. They tried to do this whole call to action against the Rachel Ray Foundation and the Rachel Ray show because she had a pit bull on her show. And it's like, you do realize there is a boo was a pit bull, right? Like you people are really this naive. So, but we take all of those structures and all those things that have happened to us and we turn them into educational lessons for kids. And, yeah. you know, the discrimination that Cole has faced, we turn it around in ways that kids can understand it. You know, yeah. the discrimination conversation does not have to always be a negative one. It could be a positive right. one. And we use all of that, you know, his breed, his disability, or other friends with dogs with disabilities and stuff. You know, we've had some interesting adversity along the way. There's therapy dog programs in colleges near me that he's not allowed to participate in it because he's a pit bull. And it's interesting. You know, it's almost 2022 and we're still living in a world like that, you know. But with the people that we do work with, my kids at school, all 600 of them, they love him because of what he is. And that's going to be such a powerful message that they're going to carry with them. Just they really are living with discrimination and and how he's able to be such a great light to so many people. Yeah, it's one of the biggest things we talk about with kids is overcoming adversities. And Mm -hmm. you know, I've got so many ranging kids with anxiety to depression to you know i have a a child with dwarfism this year and we have the last couple years and child with alopecia and there's just so many different ways but they all find Mm -hmm. their own courage within him because of the adversity he's faced and again that's just me using my pedagogy my teaching and using it in a way that it's going to help educate kids and it's going to stick with them they're going to remember it you know 10 years down the line when they have something happen to them and the adversity, like, wait, you know, I remember this dog in my school and he taught us this, this, and this. Yeah, he did, you know. Yeah. And when we receive some of the messages and the mail that we get in Cole's P.O. Box or, you know, the, the stuff that we're doing, you realize just what of an impact it can actually make. Like we just started a project for Cole's vest. I had a custom vest made and the whole vest is mm-hmm. actually Velcro. And we put a thing out, please send us a ribbon or a a pin or a patch for a disability awareness or an awareness that you want us to represent for you. But with it, tell us your story of why you have us do it. And, you know, we've received, I think, 11 so far. And to be able to represent some of these things when the letters that we received with them, it was unbelievable. And it's heartwarming to know that you're able to do this for this person that lives in Seattle, Washington, mm-hmm. or in Florida, you know, nowhere near us. And to be able to reach people like that is, it's pretty special. And we're super lucky. And our journey really is just getting started. We're like, we've got a lot of big things on the horizon for us. And we are very super excited about it. I love that. I can't wait to see what those things are. I saw your patch project that you're working on now. I think that's that's really cool. We've gotten um, mental health, Down syndrome, different cancers, epilepsy, LGBTQ, autism, deafness. I'm forgetting a few because a few of them kind of overlapped with different colors and stuff. So it's been pretty awesome. And again, it just shows that each person can kind of represent 
and take our message with them in a sort of a different way. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say that's so amazing because each of those causes represents someone who's been touched by Cole and the work that you're doing. So Yeah, it's kind of what's setting it apart is the mm -hmm. fact that people can take it from the veterans take it in a very different way, our hospice take it in a different way, but then the people that follow us or the kids that he works with or kids that we see in schools that we visit, they all kind of take it in their own way. And that's what's special about it. And it's oh. just how it's being presented. That's super awesome. I love it. Do you have any advice for someone who may encounter a deaf dog? What should they do? What should they know about being around a dog who can't hear them? We adopted our second deaf dog, Cece. Mm -hmm. She just turned nine months old. And that's because I fell so in love with having a deaf dog. Deaf dogs are incredible animals because they become so in tune with their humans. If the time was put in, it's not natural. Mm -hmm. Cole and I had a very special bond very quickly, but we started working together. I had a professional trainer because I'd never trained a dog like that before. And we created that bond. I truly believe that not just like deaf, but any kind of dogs that have a disability, if you put the time in and we put the time in several times a day, even now we still do training work together. Mm -hmm. If you put the time in, the bond that you will create is like no other. It is unbelievable. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. But again, it goes with put the time in. You know, a lot of people reach out to us about training deaf dogs and how do I do this? How do I do this? And you know, I give some resources and stuff like that, but, you know, each person kind of has to find their own way. And I always recommend getting a professional trainer because they know what they're doing. You know, yeah. they're going to train you, a good trainer is going to train you to train your dog. Mm -hmm. And with CC, I have the skill set now that I've been able to successfully work with her because of the skills that my trainer had given Cole and I, and yeah. we developed a, a wonderful relationship with them. They're very good friends of ours. And CC was able to succeed so much quicker, even than Cole with certain skill sets, because I know what I'm doing. It's about the human. Right. The dog's going to do what the dog's going to do based on what the human's going to teach the dog to do, which again, it goes back to creating that very special bond. And that bond is very important in therapy work. I truly believe. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. The dog definitely knows what you're feeling and that's going to impact how they're feeling. About mm -hmm. And a lot of therapy dog instances where things occur that you're needed in a certain situation, whether it's a child that is having a temper tantrum or a meltdown of some sort or so many different situations, your dog has to trust you that you're going to be there through situations. So yeah. that trust factor between you and your therapy dog, then Cole knows that I'm going to be here mm -hmm. and I trust him as much as he trusts me. And, you know, when we work with the fire department or, you know, we have to attend something that there's a lot of chaos going on, I don't fear putting him in those positions because of the fact that our trust factor is so strong. Yeah. You know, and again, it is an advantage at times that he is deaf because the external stimulation sometimes isn't there and he's able to focus more in a really tense occurrence that may have happened, sirens, chaos, noises, that stuff doesn't really affect him. Or being in the music room with kids singing wheels <laughs> on a bus go around and around 500 times a day. But, uh, <laughs> you know, there's so many things, but I will always go back to it's the trust factor. You will have a very successful time with your therapy dog, put the time in and develop that bond. Your bond is the most important. From there, share your bond with the world.
they will grow more from your time together because they will see your bonds. A lot of the kids that I teach have really, really tough lives. It's upsetting at times, but they have said things like, you kind of showed me what love from a dad can be like because mm -hmm. of the way that you are with Cole or the way that Cole looks at you and admires you. That's pretty powerful stuff coming from like a six and seven, eight-year-old kid. But it's letting the world see your bond. And like I said, sharing your bond with the people that you're doing work with. And it doesn't matter if you're working at a nursing home or if you're working in a school setting with the reading programs with dogs. There are so many different ways to do it. But I encourage everyone to get out there to do it and to find the little niche that's going to work for you to help make that experience for you, your dog, but also for the people that you're trying to do a good thing for, to get them to experience it as well. I love it. Really? What's with this chicken mic? Really? <laughs> oh, boy. Well, Chris, I don't want to hold you too long, but was there anything else that you wanted to share? No. Thank you very much for having us. If you're a therapy dog person that's out there right now, I know it's been a little tough as a therapy dog team with the last couple of years with the restrictions and stuff like that. Find other ways, you know, for us that we had to resort to mailing stuff in or dropping stuff off and walking the windows. Mm -hmm. Christmas Day, we don't know if we're going to be able to get inside with our veterans, but it's not going to stop us from walking the windows. We haven't missed a major holiday. That's when people need you the most. So yeah. if you're a therapy dog team, I know everybody's got their own lives and their own things mm -hmm. going on. I, I truly, I understand. <laughs> but even if you could take an hour just to make your presence seen, you would be amazed of the difference that it's going to do for someone. And when you feel that, you know that that's what it's all about. That was the right choice to make. All right. Thank really. you, Chris. Thank you, Cole. And if anyone's listening to this later and wants to follow Chris and Cole's journey, they are Cole the Deaf Dog on Instagram. So thank you so much. I really appreciate you spending time here with us today. And I hope Pleasure you enjoy you. the holidays sharing your love with everyone. You as well. And again, thank you so much for having us. All right. Bye. Take care, everyone. Take care. I really hope you enjoyed this episode of Therapy Dog Talk. If you did, please do me a favor and leave a review and rating on the podcast platform of your choice. If you have a guest that you think would be a great fit for Therapy Dog Talk, send me an email at hello at therapydogtalk.com. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next week.